Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Funhouse Podcast. I'm Armando Torres, and today I'm joined by three wonderful guests. We've got Jacob Fullerton, we've got Charlotte McGrath, and we've got a very special guest in the audience, my favorite boy, Justin Ingelmo. Jacob Fullerton. Jacob Fullerton. <laughs> you betcha. Almost. Yeah, yeah, if I goateed it a little harder. Yeah. yeah. Reggie definitely made a comment when I walked. He was like, oh, your brother's here. <laughs> Justin, the one with the curly hair? Yeah, no let's lead oh, into me? that. Armando? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely look like the three different versions of each other on three different timelines. Yeah, I think someone commented once that we're like the Pokemon evolutions. Um, I see. I don't think so. I don't think we evolve into each other. I think we devolve uh, into each other. <laughs> oh god. But then you could assume that the other direction would be evolving. We don't get yeah. better. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we just yeah. get worse. We'll use this as a oh, bit. It's, for it's that all day. lateral movement. Yeah. Yeah. It just gets curlier and curlier and <laughs> bushier and uh, Yeah. Will we make like a make like a rat king if our head gets all tailed <laughs> tangled together and we die drowning? Yeah, you guys are kind of my rat king friends. Yeah. Oh, cool. We're the rat king crew. Rat king. The crew. rat king pack. Rat, rat king, king pack. Are you talking about? Oh, tangled up. Are you talking about Last of Us Two? I know. I was, well, that also. But I was talking about we did the that was the bit for that scary video we did with oh, Joel Malum. Oh, Malum. Yeah, That's yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like we have curly hair. People refer to us as curly different boys. versions yeah. of yeah. Joel. Yeah. So. They call you handsome Joel. They call you destiny Joel, and they just call me fat Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be fat Joel. Well, or, uh, yeah. The closest I have is people say that I'm. The closest the channel has to Joel's musical theater sensibilities. <laughs> all of us are just some iteration of Joel. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's all anybody all could think of. We're also a bunch of us are theater kids, but you're the only one who like kept on to those tendencies. Yeah, well, I can't help it. It's in my DNA. You can talk to my father about that. It's was, like the kaiju. Like we're all we have the same DNA. Yeah. It's just different Joels being pumped out of the rift. <laughs> I just watched it the other night. Oh, so, really? Yeah, it's fresh. That's oh, funny. Oh my god! So fucking cool. It's just, this is an aside. Uh, I went to a bar the other day, and uh, they were playing the original Godzillas, uh, oh, like nice. in order. And I didn't realize how fucking awesome those movies yeah. are. Yeah, I think it's the second movie where uh, they have you know the English subtitles at the bottom, and at one point, uh, Rodan and Godzilla are fighting each other, and somebody goes. What are they saying? And the guy just looks at him and says something, and it takes a second. The subtitle pops up and it goes, "You idiot! I don't speak monster." <laughs> it's just there's so much more dialogue between the monsters than I thought, and there, it's always translated. And there's these two like tiny women, and I mean like regular like sized sprites, yeah, little women, regular sized women that not that, Greta Gerwig, little women. Oh, okay, <laughs> there's a bunch of DVD <laughs> copies of Little Women. <laughs> They're like like. Like uh, scaled down, yeah, and people. like it's really seventy-five percent opacity. Yeah, it's yeah. really great old filmmaking where they're just moving it around over the oh, film, yeah. and, yeah. and like the edges are feathered out. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 it's. It, I was at the same bar. And okay, yeah. my angle was looking at the Oscars, and Mondo's was looking at Godzilla. Yeah. So there were yeah. points where I go, "Huh, I didn't I didn't see that one coming," and he would go. Yeah, me neither. And it, but it's just the Mothra worm. Just like <laughs> yeah. at one point, Mothra like straight up gives Godzilla a facial. Like it, I know what they were trying to do. Like it was supposed to be silk, but it's just this white goop that shoots out of the end <laughs> of a they long knew what phallic they were doing. thing. Yeah. yeah, and it gets all. It's just like pouring. Anyway, it was good. It's a good movie. Yeah, fuck the Oscars though. No, Godzilla was tight. <laughs> no, oh. no, no. <laughs> 
Charlotte McGrath just slapped the shit out of me. Oh my god! Keep Mothra <laughs> out of your fucking mouth. I could have. Mm, okay. <laughs> Greatest night in podcast history. I memorized oh the whole god. speech. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I uh, did you watch the Oscars, Justin? No. I honestly didn't <laughs> know they were even happening I, until some people were being talking to me about the the slap heard around the world. Yeah, I'm yeah. in the same boat. Didn't know until yeah. the aftermath. The slap like, that launched a thousand ships. Yeah, yeah. which Did made you, me think it's kind of it was like uh, what's the word? Like not on purpose. Like a, kind of a ploy. Yeah. Uh, like a yeah. I've heard a lot of people say that it was a, a marketing ploy. Or what, it's a what it's a good marketing ploy. A I, I can't I think mean, of anything other than an entertainment false flag operation. Ooh, that's, yeah. <laughs> Do you think Chris Rock is a crisis actor? Oh my God. He's just a regular actor. Everybody hates In crisis. crisis. In crisis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a crisis actor. It was a bad show. I, I don't think they would have had the wherewithal to, no. to, to put on something like that at the end of it because it just sucked. There was yeah. like this long bit where Regina Hall was like COVID testing oh, hot yeah. guys. What? It was That's so weird. weird. So yeah. the, the bit was that she, she went. Uh, there's some, there was an issue mm. with the COVID testing where some people's results got lost. And they panned around to the audience and she didn't get to the fact that it was a bit fast enough. And people were like, oh, fuck, for real? Uh, but her bit was, yeah, bring up hot dudes mm. that she wants to personally test. I think her punchline was like, she doesn't have a swab, so she's going to use like her tongue and hands or mm. something. Which yeah. is just fucking gross. She yeah, called like getting it up their nose. Yeah. yeah, and this is supposed to be like a prestige. Show. Yeah, that's what's. A, well, the thing that was so I looked into it because I didn't watch the Oscars or care, and then I was like, oh, what's this slap all about? I used to watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> I used to watch the slap. <laughs> oh, don't worry, you're gonna be hearing all the Fresh Prince jokes. Oh yeah, yeah. forever yeah. after forever. That. There's Fresh yeah, Prince. Yeah. Every oh, Chris that's oh, a new yeah. one. Yeah. See, I haven't heard that one. Yet. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> But yeah, so the weirdest thing to me was that they let him do that. Like he just went back and sat down, then won an award, (laughs) then gave him a platform to speak. Mm-hmm. And then, like hours later, condoned it. I was like, "Doesn't sound like you can." It sounds like you were into this. They also let him into the Sorry, condemned it. Although they basically condoned it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yeah. They also but let it's him go like, to the Vanity Fair after party. Like, yeah, he got to go to the after party. That's what I was like, dancing well, to get geez. jiggy with it. Of course. <laughs> It's gonna go to the after party. <laughs> you yeah. slap someone, you're on a high. You're like, I need a drink. <laughs> I, I need to party. Yeah, I eventually got away with it in the moment because nobody in their right mind would have expected a grown ass dude to do that. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That Meanwhile, is- but then after they're just like, and we're just gonna let it play out, and we're gonna bring him back on stage, <laughs> yeah. which is and like we're not gonna highly, play him off. Yeah, it was like this I'm sure is it was weird. A man needs confusing. to defend his family. Yeah, <laughs> but we're, first he needs to laugh about it until he realizes his family is not <laughs> laughing about it, and then he's. <laughs> well, Jim, I I had um I pointed it out to you when it happened that they made fun of in that bit about the COVID testing, uh. Which, by the way, one of the creepiest parts of that that I didn't get to was that she she does say she brings up somebody's name and then goes, "Don't worry, I looked it up. He's legal," which is just 
no matter might have wow. might have been Timothee Chalamet. Mm. I think it was after or yeah. It might who is this again? Well, who is the a comedian or uh, it was Regina Hall? I think uh, I'm not familiar. But Brings they, up Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you need a COVID test, young man. Jacob, you're Tremblay. <laughs> oh god, I'm legal. It's I the promise. COVID. <laughs> but she uh, <laughs> she pointed to Will Smith and said. Uh, uh, oh, and, and Will Smith, too. I know you're married, but I checked with Jada. and She said this one was okay. And Will's reaction was to do one of those big award show. Oh, no, you got me. Was this pre-slap or post-slap? Pre-slap. Pre-slap. This is in the beginning of the show, and he does that. But then the camera stayed on him for a second too long, and I got to watch Will Smith go, no. <sighs> Yeah, he was he was simmering. Yeah. He was stewing all yeah. night. It's just so. I mean, like I had, I have not been following the buzz. I saw half the Best Picture nominees. I wanted it to be Drive My Car. Mm-hmm. Well, ended up congratulations yeah, well, to Coda. Oh, okay. Congratulations to Oscar Award winner Apple. <laughs> um, but I uh, um, oh shit, I completely forgot. Oh yeah, it, I I didn't know that. Apparently, Will Smith was a shoe in for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, but I'm texting my friend, and I was like, I am hoping with every fiber of my being that Will Smith gets this award, so we get his speech. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, we were all on our feet. Yeah, it was, that's it what it kind of seemed like. Big I don't know. I'm, on, like I'm triple overtime. You're on Team Fox Flag, which I I would have thought so too until hearing like the like. Uncensored, the uncensored ones from like yeah. other countries and stuff. Yeah, well, that's great. That's how popular it was. My it was favorite, all over the world. My favorite version of it was the the one from Japan, where when Will Smith is like, Chris, they are in awe that this just happened, mm. and they stop translating. And Chris Rock's like trying to explain himself, and Will Smith is yelling like, "Keep my wife's name out of your fucking yeah. mouth!" And they don't. And then Chris Rock goes, uh, it was a G.I. Jane joke. And that's when they decide to start translating. <laughs> amazing. Oh, my. Because now everyone's going to watch the Oscars next year. Because like, I got to see what juicy drama. Oh, no. And, you know, trash reality TV is king. So it's, they it's, le- took yeah, a book, at, took, a, took a hint out of the Kanye playbook. Hmm. And he uh, made some silly thing. I could, I don't know. I don't put it past them. I don't think you could pick. Two more, like I know it's a room full of famous people. Yeah, but Will Smith and Chris Rock. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> well, everybody hates Chris. Hey, that's okay, the second time I've used go. that punchline. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> I just got it. Not on this show though. Yeah, I said everybody hates Crisis earlier. Oh, you already did. I missed <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, because they watch Spiral Book of Spirals or whatever. Ah, that's the problem. Because remember last wasn't. I don't watch the Oscars really, but there was like a thing last year where they like did the wrong, they announced the wrong. Well, what happened is they positioned it. They put best movie before, best picture before best actor because I think they thought Chadwick was going to win. Oh, that's posthumously. Right. That was last year. Oh, but then they like, wait, they put it all to the end of the show and then they're like, and it's Anthony Hopkins for the father. And everyone's like, Oh, and he wasn't even there. And he like oh, yeah. he zooms and he's like, "I'm very grateful. I, I, I uh, thank you very much for this Oscar." And, like then, the toilet. and then it was just like, <laughs> "All right," and it was so underwhelming. Weird. And they also did sweeps at Union Station to host it there because it was like the post-COVID Oscar. But then right. it must have been the year before because then they'd be like, "It's Lala." I mean, Moonlight. that was that was 2017. Yeah. That was 2017. Yeah, that was five years ago. Fuck Jesus me. Christ. Oh, God. I, I think the show might be a shit show every year. Yeah. yeah. 
What a train wreck. What's well, oh a badge? It's well, a badge. Well, yeah. Train wreck didn't win any. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> um, also, and this has been on my mind if I don't get it out. The Book of Spiral, it's funny that it's in the Saw universe because no one saw it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was trapped in there and I needed else to get it out. out. It was like yeah. a fart. It was, it's not good. I'm not Boo. proud of it. You can I know. It. You can I know. <laughs> if I didn't get it out, it would have just fucking festered in it there. You should have let it fester. You should have let it fester. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been to, a, You have to let it fester. <laughs> it could have been a tweet two weeks from now. It would have been bad. I, uh, did you see, speaking of tweets and speaking of train wreck, did you see Judd Apatow's tweets about oh the slap? God. He was like, that could have killed Chris Rock. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and he's and he's like, slap like, that's one of my favorites. And then my other favorite, which has since been in a private account, is if that were Betty White, she would have died. <laughs> and it's like, if it were Betty White, Chris Rock uh, or Will Smith would not have slapped her because... Well, she's a hundred. She would have been a hundred uh, years old. It's like given the opportunity, I would slap the shit out of Betty White. <laughs> yeah, she hasn't coming. Yeah, you uh, she did. A, do you think it's appropriate as like because I saw, I heard that Will Smith has apologized. Do you think it's appropriate for him to like host a big live event and allow Chris Rock Chris to Rock slap to come slap him in everyone? Back. Yeah, get maybe no. two. I don't really know. Balance. Oh, it'll be it'll be like in Space Jam when all the Martian kids get to beat Michael Jordan one on one. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he's like. He's like that's space justice, and he can't play. He can't ball. Yeah, it's space. Ju- that's space, space justice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's oh, final frontier <laughs> justice. That keeps happening. Uh, no, my favorite tweet was one where it's also started just like the Judd Apatow one. Like it could have killed him. Could have killed him. But it's like, what if Will Smith had bees in his hands? Well, and, that was a joke. Yeah, was, <laughs> Chris Rock was allergic, and he got yeah, slapped with that a was that was great. Well, yeah. They should do a buddy cop movie or something. They now. gotta they gotta do something, yeah. or I think they should not do anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there, sorry. One more tweet I wanted to highlight yeah. is a very niche UK based like charity or nonprofit that exists to spread the awareness of the danger inherent to one punch. That one punch like, can kill. Because mm. like if you fall over and hit your head, boy, they must yeah. hate one punch, man. They, they or must. love it because it's yeah. helping. Oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah. dangerous. Yeah, because it's one yeah, punch. True. Yeah. But like they tweeted and they were like, "Will Smith has undone a lot of great work." <laughs> <laughs> like a like our whole mission is. I mean, he just in one, and it's like first of all, he slapped him. <laughs> Second of all, a lot of things can kill you. <laughs> That's it's like commenting under an article of somebody like driving their like uh, Chevy Tahoe into like a 7-Eleven and being like, well, we're the 7-Eleven car foundation and this actually just did a lot. <laughs> this did a lot yeah. of work. A lot of work. The we're starting s- from square one now. Not that I think it's good for people to die from no. being hit. I think it's awful. It's just like, it's something that I would not have assumed is an organization yeah. all in and of itself. Yeah. And to be like, Will Smith, the actor... From Gemini Man, <laughs> undid a lot of work personally. Uh, the guy who played Muhammad Ali <laughs> undid a lot of yeah. work about the damage of punching. Well, he gave Chris Rock CTE. <laughs> I'm Wasn't done. that I'm that, done. <laughs> that foundation was started by the Houdini family, right? Mm-hmm. By his estate. I believe. I think that. that was many punches, right? He had like a hun- bunch of people <laughs> yeah. challenged. Like, no, the thing was, was it a singular. Oh yeah, he wasn't ready. They told for him, it. yeah, because he he could like flex his chest the right way, so and they punched ripped. him before he was ready. He was like, I can take as many punches as, and the guy just fucking going to the show and I'm gonna <gasps> fuck up Harry yeah. Houdini. <laughs> well, the guy, yeah, the guy punched Harry Houdini in the gut and went, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth, <laughs> and it killed him. 
Yeah, he was on the floor going, it was a G.I. change. Judd Apatow. Hey, who did he just slap the... Some guy just slapped the shit out of him. Yeah, if anything, it was amazing to see how passionate everybody ever on social media was about this subject. I So many takes. I was already exhausted. Yeah. I do stand up. And so I know a lot of stand up comics. And I thought the worst part of this was going to be everyone's bullshit-ass take and joke about the situation. But instead, something worse happened. Right now, we're living in a world where stand-up comedians are going, uh, we're no longer safe. We're living in a world where yes. we're now yes. on the biggest stage of them all. They can slap us. And yes. now, like, the sanctum. And it's like, dude, go fuck the, yourself. Uh, Jeff la- Ross, a fucking, I'm, I'm not going to say your crimes, bud, but you're a bad person. Jeff Ross uh, posted this thing that was like, Chris Rock made me, when, when Chris Rock got slapped, it made me cry. Oh, poo-hoo, Jeff Ross. Oh, oh, Jeff no. Ross. oh no. Oh, no, you're crying any money, Jeff Ross? <laughs> Did you see the Laugh Factory has like a marquee up that they're advertising Chris Rock with a First Amendment like tilt to it? That it's what? like, yes. like we stand by Chris Rock's rights oh, to say it. It's gosh. like, what? That is, oh, this, is our, this is our battleground alopecia jokes. I fucking <laughs> hate it. Here's the thing it's, it's like, just like, oh man. I've done stand up for. Jesus Christ, almost 10 years. And I've seen a lot of people get hit in yeah. comedy. I've been hit in comedy. Did you do comedy. crowd work? <laughs> I've done crowd work, yeah. yeah. That's not how I got hit, though. You're crossing out all your G.I. Jane jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I got well, it's, you know, 1997 is hot again. So. Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of people get hit. And in this one included, I would say that 99% of the time anyone gets hit over a joke, it's not even a funny joke. And I feel like that's I would believe that. one of the worst parts about this entire situation is this like everyone's taking this thing. It wasn't even a good joke. It no. wasn't even yeah. a passable joke. Yeah. It was kind of it seemed just kind of like an offhand comment. Yeah. Even. Yeah. It was bordering on offensive a joke. aside. Yeah. yeah. Not funny. Yeah. So it just like everyone sucks. Will's Will sucks for hitting. Don't do a hit. Don't Chris Rock it. sucks for doing bad comedy in that moment. Don't do bad comedy. Don't no. make fun of Like, if you're going to be shit, that. Armando, you don't understand. You can only choose one or the other. No, yeah. Who was right? You have to be loud about wrong? one thing. They're both off. Make your yeah, choice, Armando. Best tweet I saw and tweet about, about this, it, by too. the way. Best tweet I saw about okay, it was, no, wow, this guy really can't help but get in one little fight, huh? Oh, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. That but my favorite tweet, amid all the ones that are like, this is normalizing violence. And then people accurately pointed out, it's like, you nominated American Sniper six times. Um, <laughs> that man's a war criminal. Yeah, that guy is straight up a war criminal. Like, yeah. uh, terrorized yeah. the Middle like, East. Actually, I take it back. My favorite tweet that is now redacted was Chris D'Elia trying to make a comeback, going, wow, Hollywood is wild. Did huh? he? Yeah, you didn't see that? No. Chris D'Elia, who's also a bad stand-up yeah. comic. Uh, In person. Uh, that's what I meant more. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess he's a fine comic. But, uh, yeah, he, he he tweeted some shit and tried to come back. And the uh, the internet immediately just fucking no. And then he deleted the tweet. <laughs> Pushed him back and went jack-in-the-box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back. Oh, Speaking okay. of other shitty, annoying comics, my favorite tweet was, you're telling me we could have just slapped Ricky Gervais this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does, it does set a dangerous precedence for us because I make a lot of jokes people don't like. I mean, I said that thing about uh, the, the the book of Spiral and I started flinching. I, Isn't it the Spiral, the book of Saw? That's what I think it is. So. I just yeah. want to make sure that we don't get 
crucified below. <laughs> By all the fans. In hell. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, yeah, I'm glad that we were able to be the 1783rd podcast just today. <laughs> To talk about that's probably lab. the most annoying part of it. Is like we had to talk about the Academy Awards and now this. Yeah, and I know how ironic this statement is, but we're when it happened, the moment it happened, I got to live in a world where <laughs> the Fresh Prince of Bel Air slapped Chris Rock <laughs> on national, not even national, international, international television, and it was this beautiful moment that I got to share with like you with a couple other friends where I was like, this is fucking wild. And it was a good night. And then I fell yeah. asleep. And then I woke up and the day after was the jokes. And the day after was the jokes about the jokes. And now it's the discussion <laughs> about the jokes Think about the jokes. are being written. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think a lot of them have, some of them have merit. But like, yeah. other ones are just like, our children are watching this. And it's yeah. like, yeah, and it's funny as hell. It's, it's, yeah. like, it's not a good look for anyone. Yeah. But I mean, if we're going to watch it, we're going to watch it's it. rich yeah. people in an arena. And this is the, the yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah. all of them. What, oh, you, do you think they're going to make an Academy Award winning film about that moment? No. I, they're going to give <laughs> gonna Chris be... Rock 45 minutes on Netflix. He's going to get paid a millions and millions of dollars for it. He got to, Chris Rock got to go home to Chris Rock's house and be fine. Yeah. And I love how everyone Fargo was like, money. Yeah. Do you think that Chris Rock is going to press charges? No. That would be the worst. Insane? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure, like, as soon as it happened, the gears were turned. He's like, this is going to boost everything about well, that's, it. That's what that's I made a it, reference of. That's why right, it's a false flag. Right? When, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just help both of their careers. That's a real, honestly, no one's talking about it. That's a real King Richard move. <laughs> he was talking about it. He yeah, said that, that during his acceptance thing, right? speech. He said that and then thanked Denzel for some kind words. Yeah. And then it cut to Denzel, who was sitting like this. And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got you, Will. <laughs> this isn't even the first time that something's happened and people have been like, I talk with Denzel about it. So I love Den. I call him Den because we're Den, so close. Yeah. Uh yeah, again, the what a what a great what a great Hollywood's thing greatest night. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they're trying to figure out how to replicate it for next year. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, who are the two volatile personalities <laughs> oh, we can hey, get to fight on stage? Shout out to Questlove, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. For winning the documentary uh, Oscar for Summer of Soul <laughs> right afterwards. Just fe- yeah, I feel so bad for everyone else like whose night that was, you know? I feel bad that I, we couldn't just enjoy Will Smith winning this prestigious award for what it was. Because he's been trying to get this <laughs> yeah. what, collateral beauty. Come on. Oof. This guy's been trying for this forever. Mm-hmm. Pursuit of Happiness, which is a movie I was surprised to learn when I grew up, did not get an Oscar. It seems like a movie that was made he just was to get an Oscar bait. Yeah. 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 Apparently that guy's a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. The one it's based on, right? Yeah, yeah. bummer. Sorry. Yeah, okay, was, no, yeah. it's, it's just every, who's not? Yeah, because yeah, it was based on Jeff Ross. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. I'm going to get in trouble with, like, two friends of mine. Anyway. um, (laughs) Do they listen to the podcast? Probably. Uh, Yeah. The Oscars were fucking crazy. But you know what else? You know what? They say it was the biggest night in entertainment. But today is the biggest day in entertainment. Mm. Because we're here to talk about a new, brand new, amazing show that has just dropped that features... Two of our actual close friends. Atlanta, season three. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. Donald, come on out. <laughs> Lakeith, where are you? 
Zazie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there is a new show on Rooster Teeth that is hosted by Elise Willems and Jessica Fasami mm. uh, called 30 Morbid Minutes. And I have some talking points here, but it's also a show that I, I listened to the first episode. Got to listen before everyone else did. <gasps> And it was uh, very, very good. 30 Morbid Minutes is a new audio podcast that takes an episodic deep dive into the morbid, creepy, and unexplained, pulled from history and the headlines of today. Um, It's hosted by Jess and Elise, a scaredy cat and a skeptic. Elise has a deep interest in the morbid and the macabre, and Jess's insatiable curiosity often gets the better of her. An odd odd couple i love ad copy so much because <laughs> like, i love the show it's a yeah. great show and this is honestly good ad copy. more like odd odd copy oh <laughs> that okay. should have been a bad the ad couple <laughs> <laughs> episodes from this season include the victorian obsession with death and superstition the science behind uh cultural interpretations of oh the science behind and cultural interpretations of sleep paralysis demons death and the bodies of mount everest Obituary bandits and grave robbing, last meals of death row inmates, the dark history of the Ouija board, and more. That's all episode one? Those are separate oh, episodes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh yeah. 30 more minutes is a curious example. 300 morbid minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is every second they just name something morbid that they could think of. Yeah. Uh, baby Stein. <laughs> what? That's every second. Every baby Stein? Baby's dying. It's morbid. Baby, baby Stein? Baby's baby Stein? dying. Baby oh, Stein. like I thought you were going to Baby Stein. Yeah, Baby Stein's monster. No, <laughs> Baby R.L. Stein. You know, I just found, sorry, I don't want to interject too much, but there's an unincorporated uh, community in Missouri called Frankenstein, and I think they should have a baseball team called the Monsters. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that'd be great. That's good. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I like that. 30 Morbid Minutes is a curious examination of the darker side of life with a bit of a lighter skew. Even though the material can get heavy, Elise and Jessica try to balance that humor, insight, and research. The show premieres on March 29th to podcast platforms everywhere and March 28th for Rooster Team first members. So subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to other mm. shows. Mm. And we have a clip that we are going to play right now. Hey everybody, it's me, Elise. I am here to tell you about a new podcast that I have that is out right now that you can listen to. It's called 30 Morbid Minutes, and you guessed it, we spend about 30 minutes talking about morbid and creepy and macabre topics and people and places and events that are all pulled from history and the headlines of today. It's hosted by myself and Jessica Vasami. And we are kind of an odd couple. I'm a little bit of a skeptic. She's a little bit of a scaredy cat. New episodes every Tuesday. Or if you're a Rooster Teeth First member, you can listen early. This season, we're talking about the Victorian obsession with death and superstition, the science behind sleep paralysis demons, death and the bodies that are abandoned on Mount Everest, obituary bandits and grave robbing, and the last meals of death row inmates, and the dark history of the Ouija board. It's a it's a veritable treasure trove of just kind of like bleak and dark things. But we also try to keep it light and fun. And like I said, you can listen to 30 Morbid Minutes right now on the podcast platform of your choice. You sick, sick bastard. What would you be free to do if you didn't have high interest debt? 
move to a new city, start a new family. Upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly and easily with a personal loan so you can start living your life. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, Upstart can help you get a fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstart's model considers other factors beyond your credit score, like your income, employment, and other information, to find you a smarter rate for your loan. Check your rate in just five minutes for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com dude. That's upstart.com dude. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash dude. Hey, you like podcasts? Did you know that there's a podcast festival at RTX Austin this year? Podcasts of all kinds will be going to Austin, Texas, July 1st through the 3rd to do live recordings of their shows, and you could be there. Add some fun to your summer plans. Come see your favorite podcast in person and discover new favorites at RTX Austin. RTX Austin takes the best in podcasting, gaming, and animation and brings them all to Austin, Texas for one unforgettable weekend. Look, I haven't been to RTX before and I am so, so excited to go and to see all of you there. And you can head over to bit.ly slash rtx austin 22 to grab your badge for rtx austin and get ready for a weekend filled with the best of podcasting gaming and animation that's bit.ly slash rtx austin 22 to get your badge today see you in austin july 1st through the 3rd welcome back to the funhouse podcast thank you for sticking with us also what a what a great advertisement for 30 morbid minutes. I feel like that, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah that I yeah. maybe Oof. should have watched before like, reading the Maybe deja points. vu is what they talk about. Very strange. Ooh. Ooh. It could be a topic on the next one. One of my favorite parts <laughs> of that was Elise said, uh, I'm a bit of a skeptic, and then listed off their topics, but they're all very real things. <laughs> they're like murderers and like grave robbers. Yeah. I have I no think... clue what an obituary bandit is, and I really want to know. Obituary Ooh. what? Bandit? Obituary bandit. Bandit. Obituary Ooh. bandit. Obituary. I do know, I do know it? what it is, but bandit. if you want to find out, you got to go listen to Thirty Morbid uh. Minutes. That, okay, yeah, that was. <laughs> I guess just there. a gag for the visual people. Um. Oh. Fuck yeah! <laughs> fuck yeah! Oh, crack open that was that for our, our audio listeners. <laughs> mm. Fully off mic, <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Yeah. You have some interesting stuff going on too. No obituary banditing, Mm-mm. but uh, some very fun stuff. You went on a couple of really interesting trips recently. Yeah, I've, I've been lucky enough to have gone on some adventures recently uh, that I can regale you with. It's been a uh, the one I think is up, or I was up for a second. There it is. But Whoa. Boom. So I did something that I want to do for a really, really long time, which is. Uh, Ride the California Zephyr from Chicago to Emeryville, which is like right outside San Francisco, right in Oakland, in a sleeper car train. You get a little, you get to, and so there's a picture up now, but basically I was in a roomette uh, where there's two seats and then above you is a bed that folds folds down. 
and the oh, seats, yeah. yeah, the seats turn into a bed as well, so you can technically fit two. But it was, I was, okay. I it was a solo trip, and I, it was the right size for one person. I think it would have yeah. been really cramped for two people for because it was three days, two nights, and wow, it was awesome. Whoa. That's um, fucking beautiful. When you sent these pictures in the group text, I was just like. I was awestruck. I was yeah. like, I have not seen, like I've seen pictures like this, but to know that my friend took them is like <laughs> a, a whole different emotional heft. Yeah, when I found out that there was a group chat without me in it, I was awestruck. It's the Halo group <laughs> no, chat. No, I know, I know. I just, it's the <laughs> How bit. dare you? Yeah, it could have been a tweet. Don't no, I mean, position yourself as not our friend. <laughs> it's you went on this trip. It's like, Something I never that never crossed my mind that you could do to like go on a yeah. vacation. Honestly, like I had it. So I had a friend do it back in the day. <gasps> oh, my cute you. little boy. There I am in my room. Healthy, healthy leg muscles. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like, I mean, it's yeah. So I had a friend do it like a long time ago and it, I had never considered that as well. And I was like, that seems like the most fun way to travel, the most ideal way because uh, you oh. It's cozy and adventurous. So the back and, of the train? Yeah, yeah. You can look out. The I guess caboose. it has to be, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh no, no the rest the of it's gone. <laughs> we, got, we got robbed midway yeah. through. We lost a lot of people. Yeah, that's the middle yeah. of the train. Yeah, there's a, there's a picture of Justin tied to the train tracks by a dastardly. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, it was a truly magical journey, and uh, so it was really fascinating. So I didn't know much. I, it was my first ever whoa. overnight train or like sleeper car. Oh yeah, that's I'll talk about that yeah. later. Okay, that's the second. Um, that's the second one. Um, but yeah, so I had found out about it, and I guess the California Zephyr, which is what my friend had done, is also um, kind of famous for being one of the having the best views in the U.S. for train rides because. And you know, as cliche as it sounds, the pictures didn't don't do it justice. But the most mind blowing part was you go from uh, pretty much from like Denver to uh, Salt Lake City. You cut through through the Rockies, the Rockies, the Colorado Rockies, and Canyonlands, Moab, Utah area. Oh my god! Cool. And it was just unbelievably beautiful. That's and what's incredible? There's like so you stop a lot before then, but because of the nature of the that land like a there's no cities to stop in really there's like maybe two but uh for the most part there's none and you're just cruising and you're like you're deep in nature like there's nothing around and and the other cool part is because of the nature of canyons it made the most sense to build the tracks next to a river or or running water Mm -hmm. because that's naturally cutting through the canyons so you're literally just like going across running water (laughs) mountains the rockies and I saw wild horses, which yeah. I'd never seen Whoa. before. Um, you're you're like just describing this song. You're like listing off the names of several classic American songs. Yeah, <laughs> I, it, it's very and like sketch groups. It yeah. seems like very inspiring for a lot of things. And I also found out they have Amtrak has a like a grant or a scholarship because if you're a writer, which I want to look into because I did a lot of writing on it. Um, it's an incredibly inspiring situation to be uh writing on or meditating or journaling or anything because you get constant beautiful inspiration out the window uh there's a viewing car where you have like floor to ceiling windows that wrap around the top on both sides so i spent a lot of time in there because you want to see both but i got really lucky i was on the left side of the train and that happened to be where all the water was Uh so like even in my room i had an incredible uh view but what's also really neat about the, when you do a sleeper car, which I didn't know about, and there is a big class divide in the train, which yeah. I found out very early on because 
I splurged. It's a lot cheaper to just be in coach. Uh, and I splurged a little for the sleeper car because I'd always wanted to do it. And it was in my birthday month. And but like, so I showed up, I left out of Chicago. You can do it the other way too. You can go from Emeryville to Chicago. But mm-hmm. I showed up in Chicago. Uh, cool city, by the way. I'd never been there before. Chicago rocks. Yeah, it was did awesome. Did you get to spend any time there? Or did you basically just get on the I train? spent like a day and a half there. Uh, I got to go to the Bean. I got <laughs> to go down the Riverwalk. I bought a legal joint and then smoked it in front of Trump Tower and flipped hell it off. Yeah. Uh, I went to the aquarium. Cool. Bean is right up and then you, you, yeah, you flipped way. off a sea turtle. Yeah, you flipped yeah. off a turtle. <laughs> a I bought too. an illegal joint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sprinkled with angel dust. <laughs> turtle was like, I didn't know you like to get wet. <laughs> I stayed at a, wait, can we mouse through? I stayed at a hotel oh, yeah, off was, Millennium Park once. You see I was the, the only one at the Bean when I went. So there's photos up now for audio Kids listeners. these Sorry. days. Yeah. But no I, because, well, I realized that I was like, I was like, I got to wake up early and go to the Bean, go to Millennium Park because like it's going to be crowded. And I was like, it's a Tuesday. Day in February, it's like 20 degrees. There was no one at, no one's like wants to be there. Everyone's <laughs> like, I'm at work, you asshole. Yeah. And so I had like a little bean photo shoot. I got There's to go. Yeah. Recognize that. I recognize these things. And Good. so, yeah, it was uh, Chicago was awesome. I got to ride the L around. I went to Wicker Park. Oh. Uh, very, I wound up at like a famous, I didn't know, I just f- discovered it, a cool tiki bar. Yeah, it was a really, really cool city. I really want to go back. Um, Chicago is, I think, probably my... Uh, Ryan. Ryan's Ryan. Ryan. Like, Sorry, yeah, I just Ryan's looked off to the us. side and saw Ryan just lurking there. <laughs> it's good to see you, buddy. Uh, Chicago's probably like maybe my third favorite city in the in the world i like i love it and Ooh. it's one, the one other place other than los angeles that i could see myself living in i i love traveling with my dad we went in 2014 because like my mom is like we have to see this tourist attraction we have to take this hike we have to go to this thing this famous thing that's in chicago one of the days i spent with my dad we went to the continental breakfast of a different hotel, <laughs> then stopped by Target, and then went to go see Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and it was just like, we met up with friends later for, for drinks. I was underage, but they just didn't check. Ooh, and I got two guys. beers. Uh, but like, Chicago. Uh, yeah, Chicago. But like, we told our friend what we did, and she was like, yeah, great, I'll landmark chicago thing <laughs> we were like it was, it was awesome that's yeah. fun. that's fun. I, I love that i went to chicago when i was uh researching the the chicago rippers we were working on like a series and i went to go uh read about these fucking like i talked to the prosecutor who put away john wayne gacy and what? like fucking no. yeah it was crazy it was this awesome like thing my mom was coincidentally able to get like a week off of work and was like well if you're going down there why don't I meet up with you during that one of the weeks that you're there? And then like, we'll just hang out and hanging out with my mom was similar. Cause she's just like me. So like one of the days that we did, we did, it, it is Chicago shit, but we went to go see uh, a Cubs game. Cubbies. Yeah. Nice. We went to go see the Cubs game Chicago and Cubs. we got fucking trashed before <laughs> the game nice. even started, got into the game and bought so many beers from mm-hmm. one of the beer vendors that she told me she legally couldn't sell me any more beers. <laughs> so then we switched off and my mom went to go get the beers. Nice. 
Uh, and then, yeah, we ate like Chicago dogs. We found a deep dish place, like the best in the city. Got there, talked to somebody outside. They said, oh, you want the best deep dish in the city? You got to go here. And we went, well, then fuck this place. Took a drunk lift somewhere else. It was amazing. Uh, Chicago's yeah. beautiful because... Chicago is beautiful because one, the, the big seasons, the, the, two, the giant, the, beans, yeah. the giant beans, and three, uh, I'm like a medium there. It's awesome. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place. Which to lake be. is that? Is that Superior? Uh, I or think Michigan. it was Michigan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that it was like sense. Michigan, mm-hmm. and which I had never seen. And like, if I didn't know geography, I was assumed it was the ocean. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so huge. No, no joke or bit. The first time I saw it, my brain just turned off and went. Wow, that's great. <laughs> so you you understand why they yeah. called it that. <laughs> I, uh, I, one of the things that I really loved about your trip is when as soon as you expressed what you were doing, we found out that almost everyone in the office is a train person. Yeah, <laughs> I have expressed that before. Sure. Which is, I hope it sure inspires, because like I was always into trains as well. It's just like such a cool way to travel, I feel like. And especially, especially like with, the way this one was but where it's it's track where it like literally cuts through this part of nature and you get to see it because like i've been to the rockies before uh but i'd never seen it like in this way mm-hmm. and just also getting to just cruise through it and like kind of have the time to yourself but uh, the funny thing i wanted to but oh the class the classified was really funny yeah. so i show up to chicago union station which is a beautiful union station and i go to the amtrak thing and I'm like, oh, I'm here to ride, like catch the Zephyr. Uh, and they're like, okay, where's your ticket? And they're like, oh, you're a, a sleeper car. And they're like, well, you have this special lounge. And I look, and there's like this the regular coach lounge, which has like plastic tables at the and like yeah. fluorescent awful lighting, and it's like really bleak in there. And then there was like this luxury lounge with like big screen TVs and couches. Whoa. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I had no idea. And they're like, here's your water bottle. Um, and so I w- enjoy an exotic dance. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's that the sunny that yeah. kind of started. I was like, this is weird. And then so I got onto my got onto the sleeper car. And so when you do a sleeper car, it comes with three meals a day. What? And so it's three days, two nights. So they, they three meals a day, and there's a separate. I think there's might have been a picture of it, but there's this a separate car, which is the dining car that only sleeper people are allowed in. What? Even if you want to pay money, the regular <laughs> coach people are not Is allowed. There another in dining this. car? No, they have like a little. There's like a like a spelunky shopkeep hidden under the the oh, uh, I've seen viewing car, and you can like buy a hamburger shop. from the yeah the Coast Starline. <laughs> so I think has a. This dining is the car. viewing car. There's like a picture that's just out the window. Uh, <laughs> one more, or maybe I didn't post it. I don't know. I might have not posted. My bad. Anyways, we've, all, we've all seen pictures of people yeah. having meals on cars. Yeah. It North was like a Northwest. restaurant, so like it was like or like a, like a diner, like there's booths. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. wild. So cool. I didn't know any of this. I thought they were gonna like give me some airplane food in my room type so of thing. But you have a slide waiter? it under like you're in yeah. solitary. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You have a waiter that you choose. There's a menu. They give you a cake for lunch I'm and three course meal for dinner. So hungry right now. It was. Yeah, what kind great. of food were they serving you? So all different kinds. I'm, I got I'm getting tacos. Some French toast in the morning with coffee. Mm. I had like an omelet. The only thing that was the Amtrak signature, and I don't eat. 
uh, much meat, but I was like, I got to do this because it's the only thing on the menu that says Amtrak signature was a whatever uh, the train hit that morning. Yeah, it was a flank steak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever, whatever we found in the cow catcher. Yeah, and it Gals. was it was Gals, the it best yeah. meal I had on the train. Yeah, uh, shockingly, I was shocked because I don't eat steak often or flank steak, but it was really good. They had a, I had like a vegan. Uh, uh, baked potato with chili, vegan chili on it. Yeah, the, wow. obviously baked potato is vegan, but it was a baked potato with vegan it's a chili. Meat potato. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice cow potato. Oh, um, mad. So yeah, it was like a really, and so I kind of wanted to go uh, on a solo trip. I wanted to. I was seeking kind of like solitude and stillness. So it was like the perfect trip for that. Um, and I, it's a very sedentary journey. So I booked it, bookended it with like running around Chicago on foot. And then when I got back, I ran around in uh, Point Reyes a, a, a State Park in uh, the Bay Area. Mm. So I moved around a lot then because three days, two nights. But because, then because A, I was probably by myself. But then B, I was in a sleeper car where I didn't have to worry about food or really anything. Uh, it was able to be like incredibly present. So had like incredible like. I got to like great journaling, a creative surge. I wrote so much uh, and had like awesome meditations. And I just got to really focus on being present. Uh, and I think just the nature of that, like that kind of, that's kind of like a monastery vibe where it's like literally you don't have to worry about anything but being present. But also you get, you know, constant inspiration out the window. Plus you basically like space and time warped and like three days, two nights felt like. 10 days worth of things Ooh, happening in wow. a good way. Yeah. And so you don't have any distractions. There's no distractions. Yeah, you don't have Wi-Fi, right? Yeah, I didn't. I had so like you could have I saw some people on their computers. I just turned my phone on airplane mode. If I had a camera, I would have just not had my phone at all. But I used I was pretty much using my phone to take pictures. Yeah. But I had it pretty much off. I was completely disconnected. So it was a really powerful experience. And then on the on the viewing cart, I got to meet uh some really interesting people. And I realized a few of them were joking at the end that I was the, uh, uh, what's it, Rose from Titanic. Yeah. Because I was the only, I was the, the only sleeper car person to fraternize with the coach people. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Uh, because that's where all that, they were, I met a lot of really interesting people. And so, and it was also weird when I said I had maybe met them the second day. Mm. And then the third day when we leave, it probably only been like, eight hours that we got to less that we spent together but they're like oh i feel like we're leaving summer camp like we got so uh intimate and got so deep so quick and there there really was something i'm still trying to unpack and reflect on and like how time stretched so much during this experience because like it was only a 50-hour journey but like it's like I think back on it and I was like, that was the wildest week of my life. Well, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck happened? This is wild. While I do love the the class divide shit, I do want to point out that you paid more money than them for three meals in a cot in a place where you couldn't go anywhere if you tried. <laughs> so you basically just pray, paid to go to prison. Yeah, and it was the best. It was a great prison. Our yeah. prison flank steaks... Uh, known for their quality. Yeah, it's just whoever got stomped on the yard that day. How's, the, the, view, how's if, the view from the caboose? Yeah, I was going to say, if prison had this set of views, you'd see a lot big uptick in crime. Yeah. yeah. See that big guy over there? That's cow catcher. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for him. I, and uh, then you also cut through, yeah, that was the other great part. You cut through the Sierras in California. Yeah. Oh so the trip God. from, so a lot of people will just ride either Emeryville to Denver or Denver to Emeryville because that's like the juiciest. You get 
Colorado Rockies, US, Moab, Canyonlands, Utah, and Sierras. And so it was just unreal beautiful for like the last day and a half. But I do have to say the first Chicago to Denver was like, you just kind of go through like bleak Illinois oh. and like Iowa. Yeah, I've, I've done that drive. Yeah. <laughs> it's you're like, really oh, bleak. cool, Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, uh, sorry, go for it. No, I, I was just going to say that there's a lot of uh, injustice inherent in our uh, national transit system here in the U.S., but maybe one of the most notable for me is that our country is so expansive and beautiful with like these big open spaces. And the fact that there's so few lines that you can like experience that on just, yeah. it really upsets me because I don't think we'll see it in our lifetimes. Yeah. I know. I like riding this train, I was like, was so envious of like all these other countries or places that have like great rail systems and great li- Like it's such a, convenient way like I saw like families traveling and I was like telling all my people in my family that have kids I was like this is actually a really smart way to travel because you get to be your kid can run around you get to be fully attentive there's a bathroom whenever you need there to be like it would seem like so much easier than like carpooling or drive road trip any of the work yeah Yeah, it's it's brilliant Um, so uh, two things. This might not be as apologetic as I want it to be, but uh, I just recently found out that the country of America is, I mean, s- slightly smaller, but roughly the same size as all of, all of Europe, like combined, the yeah. entire whatever of Europe. So I like, I get a little bit why it's harder, you know, to sort of map it all out and get it right, especially when a lot of those like infrastructure shit should have been done from the get go. Yeah. As we know, like especially from Los Angeles. Well, that's why Europe is you have it. the Eurorail pass that works in most in like every EU yeah. country and you can just like get anywhere and it's so cool. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, like, until that big one dropped out of that. Right. The big one. Yeah, the who big was one. that? Yeah, but <laughs> they you always had to pay anyways to get to yeah, the tube yeah, yeah. that was never part of the Euro pass. Yeah, it's like uh it's like Oakland and uh, San Francisco where to use the bridge to get to Oakland it's free but to get to San Francisco you got to pay the fine. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. sucks. I yeah. don't know. It's New Jersey is like that with like the turnpike that you yeah. don't have to pay to get in. Right. <laughs> but to leave New Jersey you have to be, pay. It's yeah. like you you chose to come here. <laughs> you chose to come here. Uh, I uh, it's both America used to have rail in yeah. the 1800s. Like, well, yeah, we it can be don't... done. It's a matter of investment. I know we're not as small as Japan, but god damn, it's and probably the car companies lobbied a lot of Oh yeah, it's what happened yeah. Here, right? plus all the yeah. ways that they made those rails were horrifically uh, you know, awful. Yeah, yeah. no, no, oh, yeah. yeah, exploiting uh, immigrant yeah. labor. Better yeah. ways. I mean, pretty much any infrastructure <laughs> in America was. Yeah, pretty I mean. much anything yeah. in America. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. like through minority yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, you like that movie? They tortured a dog to make yeah. it. Okay, cool. Every every yeah. every part of American infrastructure. These, those they... pants you love were made by children. Oh, go 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 go. It's all steep. You know this land you live on yeah genocide yeah That's it's, it's all graveyards yeah. it's, it's all bad well, and the you know they're just throwing minority life at it and then eventually the minority life grows up and is like i want to come be a part of it too and they go oh, fuck that i'm going to beverly hills <laughs> yeah take highland park until it's cool yeah. then we'll come back for it ride that train uh, you'll see the pile of buffalo skulls on the way uh, what an awful um, awful country <laughs> <laughs> on a lighter note too, i got so that was an incredible journey and then just recently mm. I was also fortunate enough to be able to go to uh, Yosemite mm. which I had never been to before and was oh, no way. awe-inspiring 
Yeah, so I got to climb. So I went with some friends that are climbers, Damn. and I got to climb the one of the one route on El Capitan, oh. which was the theater on the mm. theater. I climbed right to the yeah, top. Yeah, you can watch Zootopia there. Yeah, <laughs> this picture makes my hands sweat. Uh, so yeah. this, I don't know if you, I think there's a, the next picture is of El Cap uh, of the mountain itself, or one more, one more. Oh, that's your El Cap. One more. Oh wait, okay. left? No, maybe the left first Where's one. That? Or maybe I didn't. Nah, that wasn't my story. I should post it. I'm bad at pic- I'm bad at Instagram. Anyways, you can't oh, see it's it. all up here. El Capitan is like three thousand foot cliff. Holy it's shit! Mind blowing. And while we were there, there was people doing the full climb. So it was like made famous by that movie with Free, Free Solo. Solo. Yeah, but Alex Honnold. Most people don't do that, and you actually it takes multiple days. So while we were there, there was you could see like it was like a pixel. If you're even like with your eyes, like what's oh that little God. thing? There was two little camps on the cliff like little beds they had tied to the side which was so cool yeah i was talking to somebody who was camping and climbing near there and there was a site near them that looked abandoned and they were like the fuck is up with this and then like three or four days later they came back from having done the whole climb and they just were like completely disheveled and they had spent days on the rock face it's wild and like the weather because so basically you're in this valley and i didn't know like the scale of things there and that was what was so mind-blowing um and i wish i'll have to give better pictures for when this is actually edited um but this you're in this valley and there's just these enormous mountain cliffs that are just like sheer cliffs you have like half dome nel capitan and a bunch of others and then there's like waterfalls shooting from the top and um (laughs) So there's just like this incomprehensible scale. And I remember looking at it and I was like, oh, that mountain doesn't look so big. And then someone was like, that's a person on it. And you have to like zoom in <laughs> and you're like, what? That's the biggest mountain I've ever seen. Yeah, but it's, because it's just a sheer rock cliff, it's like hard for your brain to like comprehend the, the scale of it. Yeah, it's like farther away than you think it is. Yeah. It's bigger than you think yeah. it is yeah. too. So it's just it's, like insane to look it's at. It's so wild, especially coming from the East Coast where like we have mountains, mm-hmm. like we have the Appalachians, but they're usually a more gradual sloping yeah. and rolling hill. And then the first time you come out towards the West and you see like jagged rock faces yeah. going up Sticking half a mile into the air the and you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Tectonic plates. Yeah. 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 It's wild. And yeah, oh, so it was so shifting. cool. I got to climb the first 70 feet. It was my first wow. top roping outdoor climb. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. God. There's a, so, like, a literal, like, pixel would be a person on this p- image. Like, that that's how enormous it is. And it's just sheer cliff. Yeah. 70 so feet, though. seeing it. Well, yeah, because so you can see these trees are <clears throat> tall as fuck. Right? Yeah. You can see on the top of the mountain what looks like those same similar trees. Yeah, like a huge ass tree is like a tiny little speck. Yeah. So after seeing it, I was like, what? That person's a psychopath, whoever climbed that. (laughs) That's yeah. that's too much. It's huge. But What's 70 feet is really high. Yeah, yeah, it was like. I think it, the whole thing yeah. is 1,500, if I remember. Oh, wow. Okay. I, for some reason, I thought it was more. But yeah. It, it may was, be way more. I, uh, no, I mean, I, I don't remember, to be honest. But yeah, so this is this one here is kind of a picture I have, this valley. So you get, it's just like, that's a giant cliff. Then you have another. There's, I think this one's half dome. Then you have this beautiful, there's waterfalls everywhere. It was mind-blowingly I, beautiful. Yeah, I was wrong. So it's it's 7,000. Holy shit. <laughs> so I did a, yeah. I was doing, I think, metric. <laughs> but it was awesome. Yosemite was really, I'd been to like, uh, I've been to Mammoth a bunch of times. Yeah. I've been to Sequoia. Both incredible places, but and they're right real nearby but yeah Yosemite was truly unique and and really an incredible 
incredible uh, place. So I highly recommend if you get, ever get a chance. It was only like four hours to get there too mm. from LA or something. Very accessible. Yeah, it was shot. I was like, how have I never been here? I've lived in LA for like 16 years. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't I ever do this? There are a lot of like just beautiful places in California to go yeah. to. Yeah. California California Bakersfield. Is... <laughs> uh, yeah. Fresno. Oh, so amazing. You should Fresno, go there the next, sack. Justin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're just, I'm, I, I, Completely on accident, but you and I were just listing different cities that my parents used to swap custody at different points <laughs> in my life. Oh, really? yeah, Sacktown, Bakersfield, Banning, Indio, the, Indio, the Burger King over by uh, Baldwin Park. That's now yeah. a Wendy's. We've talked about that a lot. Oh, yeah, it's we, because it's, I got it's burned into my fucking mind. Well, also because that's how I got my Switch. Yeah, yeah, and uh, my Nintendo Switch was in oh, a parking yeah. lot at Burger King. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, what I was going to say earlier, and I'm sorry to like backtrack on this, but there's something really beautiful about those trips that about you're Justin? able to make. Huh? Thank you. There's something really beautiful about Justin. Oh, of course. Justin's a <laughs> yeah. beautiful soul. That just like, I, I, this isn't a bit. There's no joke at the end of it. I just, I like, I like you a lot. There's some people that you meet that are just very open and able to connect with people on this deeper way. Um, and I think oh, you're the only you. one of us at Funhouse that's able to do that. Only one. I don't, that makes me feel uncomfortable, but thank you. <laughs> no, no, of course not. But it's, no, it's I feel, great. I feel the same way. There's uh, that, that there's something beautiful about stripping everything away that's like normally a distraction, right? Like the ability to like so much of life is like I'm bored. I'm gonna look at my phone right now. I used to my family used to go on these camping trips uh, and there's no Internet. There's no phone. There's yeah. nothing. And we'd go for like a week and I would meet family and family friends. And then I would form these like really long lasting bonds that were so powerful because we spent every minute of every hour of this whole week together. So it's like, yeah, you're spending eight mm -hmm. hours. But I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not like watching TV or whatever. Like we're fully engaged with each other always, and it it, it forms these beautiful connections with people. Yeah, uh, it is. It was. It was. Yeah, an incredible time. And I yeah, I got to get bond closer to the people. Uh, the people I went with, and just really soak in like mm. the nat natural beauty. And like we like one of the days we climbed, and that one was like. Everything there is a really hard climb. Everything's so steep. Yeah, I, mean, I like, want to pick your brain about that. Yeah, whether it's on the show or off. We accidentally like signed a few people up that were not ready for like a seven mile vertical hike. <laughs> oh my god! Like, it was like switchbacks only, and yeah, it was a seven no mile joke. round trip. So like people got injured, and we were like, "Ooh, we did not oh, think god. about this." But we were just so excited to be at a park, yeah. and then we're like, "Oh yeah, but like." If we're gonna go there, that's just straight up. There's only one way to get there, and that's just switchback. <laughs> so it was uh, a bit more intense of uh, if you want to go to the, like the higher climbs, but just an absolutely yeah, beautiful, uh, beautiful place. And yeah, being I being just fully present and like especially now where you, like you said, there's so many distractions. Rose on her phone, just like on both trips, I kind of just just got rid of that and just stayed present. And I was like, oh, this is so necessary for the soul and for yeah, like. Yeah connecting and it's so much easier to like connect with people and like I would connect also, with yourself to be clear i was talking more about the train ride i just right. I, I had been but you can do that to, in nature yeah like, yeah. yeah camping I mean, disconnecting or, is so hard yeah to do and like i can only do it in small bursts but like it's it sucks that we like can all recognize not just the romantic like it's not like a pie in the sky thing yeah. like yeah the tangible 
benefits yeah. <laughs> of disconnecting from these platforms and these devices, mm-hmm. and yet we we just can't do it. Yeah, and and I I can't do it. I I, I try to not. Like look at shit. I'll be. Like, I'm gonna read a book, and the next thing you know, I've been scrolling TikTok yeah. or Twitter. Yeah. We, we, we always are compelling ourselves to keep to stay connected. All the stuff that we're doing all the time. Yeah. And like, cause it's like, cause we just want to get shit done too. It, yeah. So leaving that on the mind is like. Yeah, and life. It's I normal. Mean, but. The, the life. I mean, yeah, the life that we were born into and live in this in current society, it makes it really hard to not. You kind of have to be connected all the time in order to like get yeah. by and function, and yeah. so. That's why I think it's, I like with every time I do one of something like this, and I hadn't done it in a long time. A lot of you know, because of maybe the pandemic and other reasons. But I was like, oh, I need to like put intention towards doing this every so often. Like obviously, I can't do this all the time. Yeah. But like, I really need to put intention towards like, all right, well, if I can afford to take a week here or even a a long weekend, and then do that long weekend, but intentionally be like. No phone, no this. I just mm-hmm. I'm gonna choose something that I can be present at mm-hmm. and just soak that in. And I, it, yeah, there was like yeah, like you said, tangible benefits to like my my mental health and yeah. yeah. And it's I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's hard to disconnect because so many of my things are creative pursuits, mm-hmm. but also it's really entangled with just like my livelihood. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, you've you've testified to the the creative like like rejuvenation and yeah. like inspiration of doing this. So it's like, it is, a, it is positive. I don't yeah, know. So that's, I, yeah. it's very, I'm very inspired after this conversation. Something I'm glad. I hope, Beautiful. yeah, I hope I really, I want to inspire people and support them in, in doing it because it was so rewarding. And like on that, like especially the train trip was incredibly rejuvenating for my creativity and inspiring and like kind of like re-sparked my creativity and mm-hmm. all it took was just like, oh, giving myself that space and that intention and like disconnecting, giving yourself that space. And uh, and now I'm trying to be like, okay, like that was a very specific, how can I find the easier ways to do that? Because yeah. that was like a, like a required a bit more planning or something I had always wanted to do. But I was like, there's ways. And like this Yosemite trip was a bit like that. It was like, okay, I can get away. It's only four hours. I can get away and like, uh, or four hours to get to. Um, but yeah, there's something, yeah, I, for people, yeah, for creatives especially, but really for anyone, like just giving yourself that space. And even the train trip, I was like, a lot of people are hesitant to solo journey mm-hmm. and uh, which makes sense. That's way to try. But it was like, yeah, I I try to do that every so often and it's always really, really powerful. Um, just give yourself that space. Yeah. I get to solo travel a lot because I, you know, stand up. Yeah. Sometimes you're on the road with somebody, but when you're just going out and doing your own shit, like you're just kind of traveling by yourself. And it's really fun because you don't have to plan your shit around anyone else. You have full freedom to do whatever you want. That is different type of traveling, obviously, because it's like my whole schedule is booked out. Yeah. But I do try to do like uh, I've talked about it here before. I talked about it almost a year ago now when I first started working here. It's like every year I go up to Joshua Tree and it's nearing my yearly, yeah, you know, yeah. my yearly <laughs> trip there. where I go. I go out there. Yeah, there's some stuff that helps me disconnect from this plane of existence for a second maybe (laughs) sure but also most of the days aren't spent doing that they're kind of just spent being there and one of the things about disconnecting that feels so much better is like 
we have the weekends off, right? Mm-hmm. But we're still hanging out with other people, being on our phones, watching TV, whatever. So there's a chance that a weekend feels like a couple of hours to you, really. Mm-hmm. But you spend three days out in the desert out, or, or out in Big Bear in the mountains or out in Yosemite, whatever, no phone, nothing, engaging with every single minute. That weekend feels like so much time. And you feel like yeah. stretched out. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to say I, I recognize that we're very privileged that we can take these yeah. <laughs> breaks and excursions. Well, yeah, and I like, mean, and, I you know, I don't hundred percent I'm speaking for yeah. myself, like talking about the benefits of of disconnecting. Like I know there's a lot of people who just don't have that luxury. Yeah. I, I don't want to sound like <laughs> like a sleeper car kind of person. Yeah, you know, no, I, I, I thought agree. <laughs> No, yeah, it's, it's, I'm very grateful that I was able to do it. And it is a privilege. And that's why it's, I was just like, okay, but like even when I had the, like, the opportunities, like I was like, oh, I need to, like, like I said, like put intention towards this because it's so easy to squander that privilege or yeah. to like squander those opportunities if you are lucky enough to have them. Because like there was, you know, I was like, oh, I... I can't like, you know, I don't want to go out or I, it's easier sometimes to just like stay connected. And so it, sometimes it's harder, but, and that's why I was like, I need to find sustainable ways. Cause like, I can't afford to do these trips all the time, which is like, how do I, how do I like take what I distill, what I learned from this, my, my Kate Winslet, uh, sleeper car journey <laughs> into something that my regular Leo ass can do like, uh, on the, uh, and that's why I like something like a Joshua tree, like, okay, if I can like, drive out for a couple hours and camp there for free or it's like 20 bucks to get in but like figuring out like okay the the real distillation of what this trip was was being disconnected was being present and but yeah even that even that is so hard to do like I only had you know a lot of people have to work like multiple jobs or don't even have weekends so we are lucky that we can like make time for things yeah but it's also hard to make that time when you can yeah, it just takes get, a little effort sometimes like yeah. you said like you had to put intention towards it yeah actually make this whole thing happen uh for creatives just as one thing because uh, i know we got to get out of here pretty soon but uh one thing that i found that is really helpful that doesn't require needing to go anywhere it just requires the ability to take a day off is to have a day where you disconnect from anything no phones no social media no nothing you know you can give yourself books and stuff if you want to pass the time doing stuff that isn't fully using your brain but the act of creating without a purpose for it so like make for example, what the times where I do it most is I make music. And I'll just make music to make music. I don't make it with the idea of, like, this is going to be a beat for a song. This is going to be something. I do that sometimes. I'll mm-hmm. make, like, oh, I want to make a new song. And I'll start doing that. But just making something with the only purpose being, like, I'm going to enjoy this process and not worry about the end result at all mm-hmm. is so important because it's it allows you to be playful again. Whereas for us, and again, this is an extremely privileged for you. I'm new to being privileged. You gotta be. You gotta be patient with me. <laughs> yeah. It's only been a year since I have been <laughs> worried about being murdered constantly. Um, but yeah, you. The act of creating for a living muddies the lines between the playfulness and fun of being creative and like your well-being constantly you know so taking time away from that and just enjoying the process without worrying about what it's going to be what it's for whatever yeah it's such a beautiful way to sort of 
you know, you don't have to get on a train ride, but it completely puts you in your own small little world and you get to be there and you get to focus on the process instead of anything else. And I think that's really good. Agreed. Thank that's you. a beautiful ending. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to wrap It's amazing up. the effect you have on this show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also put mushrooms in everyone's teeth. Oh, morning. that'll do it. I, I got gotcha, you, bitches. Uh, anyway. I was going to say, because when John Smith is here, we were just talking about disgusting bacchanalia. Oh, yeah, oh fuck. I yeah. Did it. We almost got a, a, a C-word free episode. Oh, jeez. Uh, I fucked it up. I, I also, I think we should provide the opposite viewpoint, which is like, you know, if you're grinding on your purpose, if mm. you're part of the alpha grind set, you've got only so many hours in the day and you need to be on your hustle and you need to be making moves. Yeah. So, like, never for a second stop moving. Never. Yeah. Well, get on that Sigma shit. Sharks. Be oh, yeah. on that Sigma well, shit. Yeah, sharks. 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 Never stop. We never stop. We're always out on the Just prowl. make sure you get a good lawyer, yeah. kids. If please. You, <laughs> if you're on a train, get the Wi-Fi package. <laughs> Don't leave your room. I want you, I want you hammering out that entrepreneurial spirit from Emeryville to Chicago. Yeah, if you're in King. coach, rise up and eat the bed people. <laughs> Don't you dare go to that viewing car. The yeah. bed people. With all the peasants. That's yeah. going to be a good episode of 30 Morbid Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Obituary bandits and bed people. Thank you for joining us, uh, Jacob, Charlotte. You two are amazing. Uh, Justin, though. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Love you, buddy. Thank you, Armando. Yeah, oh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thanks, Armando. Thanks for yeah, okay, making well, it happen. I don't. Rick, shout out for being on the ones and Go twos. Love yourself. you, bud. Whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. What? <laughs> no, do it, do it, you coward. No, I go can't for it. it. Slap it. Oh. We already did this. Oh. <laughs> Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth.